Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and it is Sunday morning somewhere. Hey, I'm pretty close today. It's only 12.48 on the East Coast. Um, so I'm clear. I'm close today. And I'm here Sunday morning with Loud and Clear. I would always prefer to see the glass half full, respectively, as long as I can see the glass. The music I'm listening to, these two ladies kept me musically sane in the 80s in a lot of ways. Uh, this is Helen, I believe, Aduwabe Abdu, or we call her Sade, from her 1985 album, Promise. The song is Maureen. And I'll give you time to figure out the second lady before I get to the second song. Um, okay, loud and clear. I talk to people a lot of times, and I kind of make a little bit of joke out of it, but I say, uh, how you doing? They might say, well, I'm having a, this day is just terrible. This day is bad. And I look up and it might be 11 o'clock in the morning. And I say, well, hey, you got 12, 13 hours to turn it around. Day's not over. That's how I feel about 2020. You know, firstly, you wake up, so it's a good day. Or it's a good year, you wake up. But we look up on the calendar, it's still just August, the end of August, so we got four months to turn it around. Glass half full, as opposed to glass half empty. But I'm also thinking about, when I say loud and clear, too many of us, the messages we get from the entities that have megaphones are loud. And clearly, a lot of us take the messages in all different kinds of ways. If it's clear, it's clear because it's unclear. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay, let me put it to you this way. I'm watching a, a new show on stars. Well, it's not new, it's been, I had two seasons. But it's called Sweet Bitters. And Sweet Bitters is about the restaurant business. A young girl who comes from her hometown to New York and ends up working in one of the the most exclusive restaurants in the city. Um, Hey, as a former waiter, it kind of touches a lot of buttons, pushes a lot, pulls a lot of triggers for me. But it's pretty interesting. I've gotten through about four or five episodes. One of the real interesting things about the show is that it makes a point to let you know it was supposedly done in the year set in the year 2005 which is the year before we really all had cell phones before social media really took over or became too much a part of our everyday lives so the show makes a point of us dealing with our own senses um sugar salt bitter, sweet, all kinds of things. And, 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 it, and, it, and it revels in the point that we had to actually feel what was going on as opposed to having other people feel it for us. We had to like something in our own or on our own accord as opposed to having 
a million people liked the same thing before we saw it. So we were pretty much up to our own devices. And as much as we think having all this information keeps us more in tune with the world, we were really in tune with ourselves more so then. And it's interesting, we still have that same energy, whether we choose to use it or not. We still have that same decisive, intimate energy within ourselves. It's just a matter of we become too lazy to use it. We think Alexa or Siri or some other person or computerized person will do that for us. This is the other uh, young lady that kept me. When I say sane, I mean really comfortable with music. This is um, Anita. Anita Denise Baker from Detroit. Although her legacies blew up in Chicago, she's from Detroit. This song is Caught Up in a Rapture, a single that was released in 1986 following her Sweet Love smash, which told the world who she was. Um, okay. So what I'm saying is that we have so many megaphones around us, whether it's the media, whether it's 45's Twitter account, whether it's Facebook, we have all of these megaphones that are all shouting loudly in our ears and shouting the same things and whether they're truthful or not, in a lot of ways has to become the responsibility of the platform is coming off of. See, if you're making money off of spouting what you know is not to be true information, and that information can embolden some people and harm others, that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Just because you're louder than me, just because you're louder than everybody else, just because more people can hear you, it gives you more people to hurt when in fact it could give you more people to help. Um, with all of the information we have now, the world is full of disinformation. And it's left to the individual palate to discern what's real and what's not. That's how I see it. And a lot of the stuff that we're, that we're falling for um, you know, it's like social media has caused so many of us screaming for attention and for someone to take our picture that we just put anything out there. Sadly as it is, so many of us are screaming for attention and we just want somebody to take our picture. And therefore, all kinds of misinformation comes out one way or the other. And we can be persuaded because it's easy. It's like somebody tapping you on your shoulder all the time when your phone is in your hand. And we want to chime in behind all of these computerized walls. We want to make statements that, have, that might have validity, that might not have validity. Um, I don't understand the... the M-E-M-E-S things, memes, memes. I don't give a fuck what they are. I don't understand them, but it's silly. And these are grown-ups. 
manipulating these games to affect and control real life for those of us who allow it. Let's put it that way. Um, I remember back when TV was new. Well, I don't remember literally, but uh, wasn't that far off. TV was new. Um, we thought everything we saw on television was true. Now, we think every, a lot of us in great number believe what we see on the internet is new. And even the numbers that we see that follow a certain thing, we don't even know if they're real. We don't. What does verified numbers mean? Who knows that that's real? The bottom line is we, 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 we rally up and we support bullshit half the time. And you know, it's interesting because Arthur C. Nielsen, Arthur C. Nielsen had a media research company in the 1920s. And his company basically in the 30s started to do uh, media analysis for radio, radio programs. Um, and, and they based it on four different things. The total audience, the average audience, the cumulative audience, and most importantly to me, the amount, per, the number of per dollars your audience spent on, on like entertainment and talent. How much your audience would be willing to spend well, using that formula in the 20s and 30s, we know that it eliminates a certain portion of the population. Now, he did his first radio uh, ratings in 1947. And from that, the, he ranked what he considered was the top radio shows. That's important because that meant now advertisers could sell more, could charge more for a show that came on at that particular time. If you were considered a top show, you had to pay top money to get an advertising on that show because they felt like you were reaching more of the population. 1950, this transferred to television. And with that, again, the top shows, how, how, it's a sample of the population. Now supposedly, the Nielsen ratings are a sample based on the demographics of the population. So maybe if it's 10 people in the room, six or seven, six and a half might be white, uh, one and a half are black, one and a half are Hispanic, so, so forth and so on. And they are sworn to secrecy on if they have a Nielsen's rating box. My point is that this sample of what we consider American, America, uh, this sample of the population dictates money, success or failure for a lot of major companies and a lot of, in a lot of major situations. And we're okay with that. But you know what? I always used to remember wondering um, what it meant when, you know, you see commercials that say this is America's, I don't know, America's toothpaste. You're America's team. Uh, you're America's town. Where'd all that shit come from? How did we get to claim those things? Um, 
I don't, you know, it's like, what makes, what makes uh, providers or, or productions or people America's town, America's team, or America's toothpaste? What does? Just the sound, just, it's all the volume of your megaphone. The more people hear you, the more people you can send your message to. And that's largely based on the more money you got. This is uh, Back to Sade, uh, Kiss of Life, from her 1992 album, Love Deluxe. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of caught up in wishing we could do a better job of discerning real information from what's not real information. Um, why Google and Twitter and Facebook, the three, especially Facebook, these large communication companies that have everybody's information, firstly, and such a vast, uh, a vast collection of, of people and, and uh, uh, link the world together. Why they don't hold themselves more accountable and more responsible for the information they discern. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to realize some things aren't true. And and for these companies to make all of this money and absolve themselves of their moral responsibility is ridiculous. You know, it's it's more than just putting a warning label on a cigarette, on a pack of cigarettes. Okay? You know what? It's almost might be just the same. Yeah, if you put you put the warning label on cigarettes, you know cigarettes can cause cancer. You smoke, you catch cancer. That's on you. Well, we should do that in a lot of things. And here's the other thing too with the media, just the terminology media. When I hear media talk about what the media is doing, it makes me fucking laugh. You know, all of these outlets, whether it's talk radio, whether it's uh, CNN or MSNBC or Fox or PBS they're all media so when one media says the media is doing this it's ridiculous and it's time consuming and it's wasteful so you know what why can't we put a rundown on these shows why can't we just if, if it's a news show the first 10 minutes of the show can be factual information and if it's factual information, then every network would have the same information. After that, you can do whatever you want to do. Then it becomes opinion. Then it becomes spin. But there is no way that if you're a news network and you're giving me a fact, that fact is going to be different on three or four different outlets. That fact has to be the same. So why can't we just make them conform? Why not? First 10 minutes is news. After that, you can give me any opinion you want and I can choose to turn or not. But if you're telling me the news, why is a fact different on another network? You get my point. The other thing is that, again, if you have the loudest megaphone, you get to, to scream the loudest about whatever it is you want to talk about. And if it's fear, which is what we're talking about now, it's fear. But again, if we take the personal responsibility to search for the facts, if we overcome our own fears and, and get the factual information, 
we help ourselves. Case in point, all of this, uh, the protesters, it's whatever protest is going on, it's about them being rioters and anarchists and looters. And, okay, you know what? It's not. America's a very violent place and we want to be law and order. I'm the law and order people that's going to bring it back together. America, listen, do some homework. Since 1990, America is 50% less a violent place than it was then. Violence meaning murders, manslaughters, uh, rapes and assaults, 50% less now than it was 25 years ago. When Ruli Giuliani gets up and talks about New York to, and like he did last week and the law and order aspect that needs to be in place, when he was the mayor of New York, there were about 2,000 killings every year. Now the average might be 2,250. But you got to loud his megaphone and you say the same shit over and over again. Some people tend to believe you. And I'm not apologizing or taking up for those people because you got to get off your ass, whoever you are, and figure this thing out for yourself. If you want to figure it out for yourself. Or if you just want to believe what you want to believe, then stop wasting my fucking time. But the truth is, these people with the loudest megaphones can reach the loudest crowd. And if you can reach the loudest crowd, your message is heard first or more than anybody else's. That doesn't make it true. That doesn't make it real. That just makes it your message. And we as a society have to decide how we want to digest that message. Again, we are not one half the violent society we used to be. But if it serves the purpose of someone personally to call us that and people everybody falls in line now certain aspects of the media are talking about are we asking the question are we violent society while other aspects of the media are repeating that same message which convinces people who don't want to find out for themselves that maybe it's all true it's not it's not I know it's not, because I just look for myself. Statistica gives all the information you want about any crime you want, and it's right next to you, as close as your phone. This again is Anita Baker from the Rapture album, 1986. The song is Same Old Love. That's the only thing I wanted to go back to. If it was love, then it's love now. I want that consistency. And, and I want, as a society, for us to understand that we don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. We settle because we want to. We can be comfortable without settling. And if we love our children, we understand that systematically we're not set up for love. We're not. So we have to change certain systems. That's okay. Enough of us are willing to do it. So we just need to get on with it. But in order to do that, we have to hold the people who give us 
this information through their megaphones, we have to hold them accountable. They can't make, we can't just keep giving them money and them giving us bullshit in return. Something that affects a lot of people, and by a lot I mean 10, but really even 10, something that affects 10 million people and you can't, disinformation cannot be allowed just because there's a platform. Platforms have to determine that this information will either be labeled, uh, just labeled or, or scrutinized or removed. Yeah. And, and then let those people with those same megaphones are going to scream that it's being removed for other reasons. Your megaphone is bigger than theirs because they're on your platform. So you can tell them why it's being removed. And see, we got to stop this childish kids game that you have to be on one side or the other. No, you don't. You got to be about real life. Not virtual life. Real life. And real people. And real solutions. And pretty soon, the more that we hold these megaphone mumble madness companies accountable the more things will make sense just because you have a platform doesn't mean you put out any information if you know it's hurting somebody if you know it might be causing somebody to hurt somebody hey quick question what if a black 17 year old with an AK-47 strapped over his shoulder, walked by four police vehicles, hands up or down. Do you think they keep going? And add to that, what if someone told you that this black teenager just shot somebody? True or false? The police, if they told that to the police, do you think they would just keep going? You know what? Take that out of the equation. Black kid walking down the street with a with an AK-47. Do you think the police would not stop? They didn't stop for the white kid. Food for thought. Loud and clear, y'all. Mute the megaphones. Think for yourself. Talk to me. I want to talk to you. This is the Talk It Out podcast on a Sunday morning. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Talk to you soon.